can't do it anymore. It's... That's why I figured I should do an episode because you're. So I want to tell you about this thing. I've been trying to want to tell you about it for like minutes. Minutes? She's been waiting so long. <laughs> it's literally been 38 seconds. Um, so you know how I watch Ask a Mortician? Mm-hmm. And I highly recommend it. Because even though her delivery has become a little bit dry, um, I, it's so fascinating. Like the, the things that she presents are so interesting. So she was talking about. Um, oh, God. Filthy glass. About vampires. And how the depiction of a vampire went from like this oozing, grotesque, yeah. gory thing. To hot as fuck. Yeah. Sex man. Like how? So she is equating it with, um, like, advances in the funeral industry where, so there was a time when if you had the plague, the recommended solution was to, like, dig up somebody who had given you the plague and, like, eat part of their ashes. That's the whole thing. But so, as you're considering exhuming bodies, a body that's been exhumed prior to any kind of, like, embalming would look decomposed and oozing and horrific. Uh-huh. So our idea of a vampire was decomposing and oozing mm-hmm. and horrific and, like, teeth, you know what I mean, and fingernails and oh. hair are all disgusting. Oh, no. But as we get embalming... People be looking handsome as they shit. They look how they did before. So this idea of, like, everlasting life and uh. you look as though you've never been touched and you... Like, that I have never been touched. That is a very interesting theory. It really is. I was like, okay. I was going to ask a mortician. Get However, it. though, how are we accounting for the sucking of the blood? Just not? But you were eat, you were supposed to either eat the heart or you're supposed to, like, eat the ashes of them. And the thought was, like, when people developed, like, consumption was common in the United States. It was, like, Massachusetts Nicole specifically. She has a really... Yeah, exactly. She has <laughs> a really um, long video about it that, like, goes into way more detail than this. But, like, you would, you would pull somebody up from the earth and then if they're liver or like it was some organ if their organ was intact then it was clear that they were alive and they had visited you in the night to give you their consumption and so it was like the transference of blood because now your lungs are deteriorating and you're coughing them up but like it's very interesting i I would highly recommend it and i don't want to like do it an injustice by like saying something incorrect but i just thought that was super interesting yeah like the whole idea of like monsters and like death fear is just like we don't want to decompose we don't want to think about it we don't want to know about it we don't want to see it yeah get the fuck away from me huh yeah it was interesting i love that so, recommended watch if you have any thoughts the psychos at <laughs> gmail.com exactly. so um i know in the very beginning of our psychos days we were very much like we need to have a psych concept and we do the psych concept and then we do the story, or vice versa. Oh, we're sweet babies we were. I know. However, Steer Eye Ham, uh, with a full psych concept. Oh, dear. We're reverting back to our old ways. Does it surprise you that this is a re-record? <laughs> <laughs> Although, Ew. no, it's actually right, 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 right. a late re-record. So, either way, this also is going to be important for um, another episode I do later. Yeah, you're going to have to remember all that, because... The lineage of episodes is on you. I do not remember. No, what absolutely. We need to. <laughs> oh no, girl, I got How you. We have to release That's them. why I'm doing Trello. I got please, um, please, please. I am. I'm funnier season two. I, I am say. more organized season two. You are so singy. You've taken over my singing. I'm so thrilled to hear it. Oh shit! I came up with something funny. Fuck. Was oh, it this shit. morning? Oh, I can't remember. Uh. It was funny though. Tit. <laughs> Perhaps it will come back to you. 
Who knows? Keep I don't thinking. even. I feel like it was about laundry. No, my dog. No. I don't know. Well, I I, rem- I remember thinking it as I'm walking out of my laundry room. So that's why I thought. I see. Who knows? <sighs> Welcome to Psychos. Today we're going to talk about corn delusional disorder. Oh, okay. That was Did nice I tell you that Nick says that my voice on the phone naturally sounds like Molly goddamn Shannon in <laughs> sweaty balls? I was like, on the podcast, we tried to make that... I don't... So now he tells me I sound like Molly Shannon. He's told me that in my old glasses, I look like Lisa Loeb. I don't know who I am. Your balls are so moist. I don't sound like that. In no world. I barely sound like a girl. I don't talk like anybody else. My voice is awful. Oh, no. A guest came to check in and he was like, I'm hard of hearing in your... Oh, no. (laughs) I can't even get it out. His poor wife, too. He was like, I'm hard of hearing and your voice is so shrill, like To you? Yeah. I was, I was like... I'm sorry. <laughs> we have you in the 1621. <laughs> oh my god, shrill. <laughs> shrill. You don't say that to somebody, like... Wow. Wow. <laughs> no. Yeah. Okay. So... Mm-hmm. Delusional disorder. Delusional. Wait, you're starting with delusional disorder? Yes. All right. I didn't recall that I formatted the episode in this way. Apparently I did. Formote. Oh, it hurts my heart. Okay. No. I thought maybe they'd be full of beans. It's so my heat foot. Them. No, it just looks like those ones that you heat up and then they're warm in the bottom. They have those at the gift shop. Hmm. Microwavable slippers. Love them. Because now you can't plug your shit into my shit. I know. I got her these s'more slippers, and you got to plug them into the USB, and she used to be able to, but now her... Oh, boy, we could just get you a plug. That's true. Her that extension. Her desktop tower. tower is on the top, and she can't be sitting with her feet up in the world trying to exist. I mean, she could, but it would, she's well. not flexible enough. It's so goddamn enough. cold in that office. Yeah, well, let's get you... We'll get... Thanks. Extension cord plug. <laughs> oh, that's the other thing I want to say. I just love... So, for Secret Santa... I had told the majority of the people in my office, I was like, listen, I have Ellen. (laughs) And Ellen does not like when I buy her gifts. So I just bought her a shit ton ton of stuff. And she's going to be mad. And I'm going to tell her that there was an extreme sale. And I got them all for $30. So just shut the fuck up about it. And then you got me. And very clearly, we both are just like, fuck this. The limit? Because you showed me whatever on Etsy and I saw a number. And I'm like, Damn! And I, that's my favorite, though. We're just like, oh, I'm sorry. You little idiots are getting yourself <laughs> fucking $30 worth. Like, if if I had somebody... Like, last year, I really liked it. Thank God I had you, because with everybody not having, like, a wish list, I don't know you people. Yeah. I, if I got Hannah, I don't know you well enough. I love yeah. you. I just don't yeah. know anything of you. So I would have to go to you, and it would be a whole fucking thing. I was like, oh... <laughs> And then we're recording in there. You're like, I just put, I want all office stuff. Okay. I don't know if this is funny, but I'm going to try. Yeah. You and know. it's so funny. And yeah, I love it so good. much. No idea. But that, cause I was like, I have to use this as an excuse because Ellen is historically a bitch when I spend money on her, even though she can spend thousands of dollars on me when she's I don't in. Spend you, thousands? you bought me a $500 rainbow artist thing for no oh, reason. Sometimes I have money, but not frequently. That, that was not then. You didn't but have money. I do feel like that's stretched across several birthdays where I just don't do anything. Do you know what I mean? Fair. Makes up for it. But then you don't let me do anything for your birthday. No. Regardless, we have games to play now and funny glasses to drink out of. <laughs> Shrewd's never played Clue. <gasps> I know. Then we can have a day. 
That's three people. Three people. We Damn know it. three people. Okay. All my friend is here. <laughs> exactly. So, back to it. Delusional disorder. Delusional disorder is characterized in the DSM-5 as the presence of one or more delusions for a month or longer in a person who, except for the delusions and the behavioral ramifications of the delusions, does not appear odd and is not functionally impaired. Somehow that's more terrifying. Yes. So literally, you are normal ass every day, but you have these slight yeah, can delusions. Can you define a delusion? Yes. Okay. Girl, please. I figured. I just like... Are you new here? I don't know what that was. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I have some questions, but I want to hear the definition of delusion first. Okay. But it is creepy to be like, like, so it's like me right now. It's like that delusion where you think you're a figment of my imagination. Yes. I know that I am and you are fighting against it. It's fine. So who's delusional? Me thinking it's not true or you thinking that it is true? Well, because the truth is that I'm not a real person. You're the delusion. Or you think you're not a real person. Wild that you're just sat here in the closet by yourself. (laughs) You know, sometimes I just need to feel like I'm back in the womb. It's so small. I do hope so. The womb where it happens. (laughs) The games I bought are just for myself. You didn't take them home. They're still in the car. (laughs) Okay. Anyways. Um, Prominent. Look at the box that I've given you. It's your address on there. (gasps) Dun, dun, dun. I am a good gift buyer from yeah. myself. <laughs> Prominent and... Nope. Hmm. <laughs> Start again. Huh? You're like, you got one to get us till two? Yeah, bitch, because I can't even... <laughs> good news, I'm two sentences in. I have no idea what this says. Facts. I no longer speak English. Prominent hallucinations and other psychotic or marked mood symptoms are absent. Non-prominent hallucinations and odd behaviors related to the delusional theme may be present. Non-prominent hallucinations. Like, just a little one? Just an itty-bitty hallucination? Like, well, like, it's not dominating your life, and it's only related to what you are deluding. Okay. Delode. What you delode. Yes. Got it. So, the clinical features of delusional disorder can be organized conceptually around a delusional concern or a theme. So, not the way schizophrenic hallucinations are hyper-disorganized and characteristic of No, not necessarily, behavior. because in... Schizophrenia, you can have delusions, but the delusions are a function of the schizophrenia. Whereas if you have delusional disorder, you just have a delusion or mm. two that are affecting your behavior. I just Not have a delusion or two. So, like, the delusion is a symptom of schizophrenia, whereas in delusional disorder, the only symptom to, mm. is the delusion. Or yeah, no, that's the, very the scary. Cause. It really is. So, um,. Hallucinations, if present, are not prominent. So you're not like constant. It's not like a, a beautiful mind, and you're talking. Mm. Who was I just? John. He's like, I love the movie Beautiful Mind. And I was like, Oh yeah, because he was schizophrenic. He goes, What? I'm like, I'm sorry. You watched what that movie. What did you think happened? Thank you. I I was like, We have to watch it. I could what? Huh. What? Do you know Jill and I went to the place that was supposed to be the film location for um. Ugh, Leonardo DiCaprio, and he gets a lobotomy, and he's in a prison. Shutter Island? Yeah. And they fucked the shit out of the facades of those buildings. Like, you can't even tell it's where it was filmed. Mm-hmm. And you're looking around for, like, the mate where he's sitting at the end, mm-hmm. and once his tits comes up to him, like, you can't tell. Mm-hmm. It, but, like, you could sort of, it was not 
I wanted it to be so much more than it was. The location itself was cool because it was an old asylum, but mm. like they could they could have done better. Go ahead. Tragedy. Yes. Okay, so hallucinations, if present, are not prominent, and they are related to the delusional theme. Behavior unrelated to the delusion is often normal. Functioning may be impaired, particularly if the delusional thinking is pervasive and chronic rather than episodic. Could someone have two themes? Yes. Or, like, more than one theme? Okay. Yes. Um, I would imagine, though, they would be related in some way. <laughs> Patients can appear to be functioning normally when not focusing on or being preoccupied by the delusional thinking. The age of onset of delusional disorder most often has been reported to occur in the 35 to 45 years range. Which oh, is fuck. Re- I'm in the hot spot. Bitch. As soon as I hit uh, 40, delusions. Son of a bitch. Happening. Um, outlier- I thought that about schizophrenia, too, when I learned it was 25 to whatever. I was like, oh, shit bags. Shit bags. Here we go. I'm schizophrenic now. Damn it. Um, Quick, draw a clock. <laughs> so the age of onset, 35 to 45 years. Um, but outliers have been reported anywhere between the ages of 18 to 80. So you are never safe. 80? You are never safe. But that's weird because I'm, dementia. Yeah. It feels like that could be. Mm-hmm. Although maybe that's just a characteristic of dementia. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The onset of delusional disorder can be acute, even sudden, or less commonly, the disorder develops gradually. The onset could be acute. Yeah. So okay. just like. But it never like happens for a week and then goes away. It could be. You could have episodic. Son of a bitch. Yep. <laughs> we oh, are God. afraid. Don't come for me to delusional disorder. An acute onset has been associated with the presence of a precipitating event. Delusions are often the initial manifestation of the disorder, but pre-morbid traits, including odd behavior and personality changes, have been reported in some cases. Delusional disorder is often a disabling illness. Disabling. The condition often disrupts progress toward personal and occupational goals. Patients with the disorder typically achieve less in their lives than their innate abilities would suggest. Yeah, of course. Because you're real focused on this thing that's not real. Exactly. Okay. Like, hmm, okay. So. Jay, some questiones, but go ahead. Diagnosis of delusional disorder requires fulfillment of the DSM-5 criteria. Um, oh, I was going to ask you if it was also in the DSM-5. It is. That has gone way I'm rogue. surprised a little bit because that... Uh-huh. DSM-5 aside, this feels like maybe a simple medication won't cure it and therefore it shouldn't be a disorder. Do you know what I mean? That feels like what... Well, I mean, but there's personality disorders in the DSM and medication doesn't do that. Fair, but I feel like those are more well-defined, whereas this could be like, could be this or could be that. And I well, feel like they did away with a lot of that. Let's talk about Hold how on. defined it is. All right. Um, so medical history, including substance use, physical examination, and laboratory testing are used to rule out any medical causes of psychosis. So you can't be, you know, withdrawing from alcohol and be having delusions. Mm. You can't. It can't be, you can't have a brain tumor, you, then it's not delusional disorder. That makes sense. So if somebody had dementia, it which we can sort of see. In, it wouldn't be called delusional disorder. Yeah. Cool. Um, I'm, I, okay. I argue that maybe it should be included as like... A symptom. Yeah, like dementia with delusional disorder. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, Nah. Okay. Because again, like delusional disorder is only delusions. If you have dementia and are having delusions as a function, you then are you likely have having dementia. other things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. That, like it would be the umbrella term. 
Um, so no laboratory tests can make the diagnosis of delusional disorder, but a detailed psychiatric history and examination can be used to distinguish delusional disorder from other mental disorders. Obviously, there are some differential diagnoses that I believe I get into lower down. But you don't. <laughs> Fuck your face. <laughs> Just joking. DSM-5 diagnostic criteria for delusional disorder is as follows. A. The presence of one or more delusions with a duration of one month or longer. So if you only mm. think it for a week, you are That's going, fucking terrifying, too. I know. But, I mean, <sighs> the terrifying bit of it the people, is no. just dealing with it. Who cares if you get diagnosed with it? Do you know what I mean? But, like, you're, so you're telling me if I see, every day for a week, I see a decaying, rotting corpse. Well, that's a hallucination, not a delusion. But, like, what is the difference? A delusion is, like, you believe that you are, like being chased by rotting corpses. So if I believe that there, for every day for a week, that there are ants running rampant underneath my skin, and I have to scratch myself so badly to get them out, Mm -hmm. and I, in the course of a week, scratch off Mm -hmm. 30% of my skin, Mm -hmm. I don't have delusional disorder? I I just had, like, a momentary ant thing? Well, yes, but also (laughs) you're... I had an ant moment. (laughs) Something like that would still be treated, even if you're... You know what I mean? what is it? It doesn't matter. Get some fucking medication. Like... So you're telling me that the brain is infinitely capable of just, like, making shit up. And if it doesn't last for a month or longer, ain't no problem with your brain. Sorry about your life. Just playing games. You got bored one day. You got a good imagination. Be thankful. Write a book. Yes. Dance go marching. Oh. Skin by skin, hurrah. Hurrah. Okay. Fuck off. (laughs) Okay, so duration of one month or longer. Criterion A for schizophrenia has never been met. So criterion A is like the active one. So like, has never been met. Has never been met. So you don't have wild. Oh 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 sorry 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 okay why I thought you were saying that no patient ever has fulfilled this criteria. No, I was that's like, part of the. Got it. Got it. I'm with you. Um. So criterion A for schizophrenia. Why have it if it's never? It's never been the met. worst delusion is this, and no one's had it. Fact. <laughs> um, hallucinations, if present, are not prominent, I said this before, and they are related to the du- delusional theme. For example, the sensation of being infested with insects associated with delusions of infestation. Are you telling me that I might not be poor? Like, my poorness might be a function of my delusion mind. I mean, is your bank account delusional? What if I'm rich? What if you're- What if I formed two bank accounts? So are you real? And I'm per- well, I'm a figment of your imagination. You've imagined me poor. No, I would so never imagine question, you poor. Yes. So my question is, have has your imagining of me imagined me poor and also rich? Imagined me also delusional. You know what? Shit. I'm not comfortable. <laughs> apart, this is C, apart from the impact of the delusions or its ramifications, functioning is not markedly impaired and behavior is not obviously bizarre or odd. So there's no, like in schizophrenia, sometimes there's grimacing. There you Mm -hmm. go, catatonic. None of that is present. And the only time anything is weird is when you are attending to the delusion. But if you go to work and you don't think about it all day, nobody knows. Oh my God. If manic or major depressive episodes have occurred, these have been brief relative to the duration of the delusional periods. Manic depression. Okay. I'm listening. I'm going to eat my donut. What song is it? Manic Depression. That's a real song? Yeah. Oh. I feel like it's Jimi Hendrix. Man, I don't know any shit. I feel too as though we've looked this up in a previous episode. Probably. But so, again, that's implying that, like, if you're bipolar and you're having a manic episode, or if you're having a major depressive episode, they stop 
and the delusion continues. If the delusion is only present when you are having those other symptoms, then it's not delusional disorder. It's a function of the mood issue that you are having. Um, And the disturbance is not attributable to the psychological effects of a substance or another medical condition and is not better explained by another mental disorder, such as body dysmorphic disorder or obsessive compulsive disorder. I didn't even think about that as a possible delusion, but that is absolutely a delusion, Mm -hmm. but a very specific one. So you're telling me some of the diseases in the DSM are delusions that are extremely specific. Like, that's what this criteria tells me. Do you know what I mean? Like, they would qualify for delusional disorder, but because it's such a specific and commonplace delusion, we've called it something else. That's what that feels like to me. What? Because, like, body dysmorphic disorder. You, that is delusional disorder. And it lasts for a month or longer. Well, yeah, but it's... But because it has such specific characteristics... And is usually probably handled differently, and, like, the symptoms are different. I just wonder if we didn't include that criteria, how many more things would be considered delusional disorder. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I see what you're saying. So, like, maybe everyone has it. I'm saying, like, what is the prevalence? Low self-esteem <sighs> is, is delusional disorder. This is very stressful. <laughs> well, eat a donut, bitch. I'm gonna eat this donut, but it's, like, it looks hard and I want to do this. Okay, so there are subtypes of delusional disorder, and they are categorized by the central themes of the delusion that are observed in the patients that meet the criteria already for delusional disorder. Um, Each subtype can be primary, an idiopathic disorder that meets diagnostic criteria, or secondary, arising from specific causes such as general medical illness. That doesn't make sense. Why did that? I don't know what that is. That doesn't make sense. Say it one more time. Each subtype can can be primary, an idiopathic disorder, oh, that meets diagnostic criteria, or secondary arising from specific causes such as general medical illness. So, mm-hmm. you could have a subtype, but it's not delusional disorder. It's... This is real difficult to get diagnosed with. I have a tumor. Uh-huh. Not a tumor. Bitch, it is. <laughs> okay. Actually? <laughs> it fucking is. <laughs> Wouldn't you rather, though? If mm-hmm. you have... You would rather it be a solid-ass reason. Oh, thank God. So it's not ants under my skin. Sounds great. Just a brain tumor. <laughs> oh my God, it's just a brain tumor. High five! Yeah, woo! <laughs> TMS me immediately. <laughs> Wait, don't take my idea. Cut that. <laughs> so, the erotomanic type. The patient believes that another person is secretly in love with them. This person may be a famous... May be a famous. I might be a famous. Anyways, Okay. So, the person may be a famous. I'm a famous. (laughs) Or have some kind of higher status and is usually not part of the patient's social circle and is not likely... What's that guy's name? That attacked what's her tits? (laughs) Can you help me fill in some of those blanks? (laughs) Clarice Starling. What is his... Henley? Not Henley. Hinkley. Hinkley. John Hinkley. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, John Hinkley notoriously tried to kill a president because he was in love with Jodie Foster. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and not that he was in love with her, but Jodie Foster was also in love with him, and he just needed mm-hmm. to prove himself. There was another, what, or was it her? There was another one that was like blinking mess, blinking mess- messages mm. to someone, and yeah, I feel like that would fall under this also. But mm-hmm. okay, so typically famous, higher status, and usually not part of the patient's social circle, and not likely to be attainable in real life. Hmm. Um, affected individuals may attempt to communicate with the object of their affection and attempt to meet them in person. Such effort can lead to stalking in some cases, with some risk for assaultive behavior. Expressions of love may be intense. Rejections, oops, pardon, 
Expressions of love may be intense and rejections by the loved person interpreted oddly as affirmations of love to deflect suspicions or jealousy from the loved person's spouse. I would really like to know why this has to be most usually a famous person. This feels a lot like stalker behavior. Do you know well, I mean? no, it could be. Mm. It's just probably easier to detect when it's very clearly someone because you've never it's met. Totally you've never, yes. and crazy. Okay. And in my story, you'll see that um, it's not a famous person. Mm. And that person in your story was diagnosed? No, my theory is that she should have been. Mm -hmm. So... Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. Then we have the grandiose type. So this patient believes that they have special prominence or talent, unusual fame or major achievements... Features of the patient's thinking may suggest the grandiosity associated with mania, but in the delusional disorder, the mood disturbance and behaviors characteristic of mania are not present. Maybe also, my, my thought is it might also look like narcissistic personality mm. disorder. Mm -hmm. Like it would be a difference. You'd have to dig deep to figure out which one. There's the jealous type. The delusional theme is the patient's belief that a spouse or lover is unfaithful and finds evidence to support the delusion, accuses the spouse, and relentlessly tries to substantiate the offense. The delusion of jealousy can lead to aggressive, threatening, and possibly violent behavior, including homicide and suicide. In some cases, delusional jealousy and its disruptive impact may only improve through separation from the suspected unfaithful partner. That's terrifying. Wouldn't you just, though? Like, if I thought somebody was cheating on me constantly, like, nonstop, I think I would just leave them. Like, Well, I, th I'm, I feel like part of the delusion is, like, also I'm so very in love. You know what I mean? Oh, like, sure. the attachment there. I yeah, feel right. Like, like, you had a delusion before, and now, like, you, not that you had a delusion before, like, you had this idyllic situation in your mind, which is probably not realistic, and then you have this delusion on top of it that now you have something to hide or they have something to hide from you, even though that's not realistic. Well, Like, I feel like in this scenario, it would be more likely that the suspected unfaithful partner would be the one to leave, not the delusioned. Yeah, that's a lot. There's a lot going on here. And then get killed. Uh, yes. Usually. Not usually, but very likely. Persecutory. Persecutory. Pers- Say what's on your mind. That's our thing today. <laughs> Absolutely, I always do. Why does the underlined only change? Maybe it's no, it, it changes sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Pers persecut how persecutory? Yeah, mm -hmm. persecutory. Purse first. Persecutory. 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 <laughs> you answer. Living. <laughs> no answer. Living for when you like hear it, say it, and then try to say it again totally differently for no real reason. <laughs> exactly. Persecutory mm -hmm. type. The patient is typically preoccupied by a delusion that they are being persecuted, conspired against, or potentially harmed. Their resulting actions are generally consistent with those concerns. They are well planned, executed, and carried out with emotional fervor and determined fervor. effort. Good word, fervor. Mm -hmm. These individuals may resort to the courts and even to violence to right the wrongs directed at them. Calm down. Yes. There are no wrongs directed at you. So this is someone that could be, like, potentially playing the victim all the time, mm -hmm. but, like, to a very exaggerated degree. There is the somatic... too much. There is the somatic type. Oh, I've lost myself. 
I've lost myself. <laughs> okay, so then we have the somatic type, where the patient believes that something awful is wrong with their body. There are several forms. It's me. It's just the way I'm put together is awful. <laughs> Basically. That one is ill with undiagnosed disease. That one is infested with parasites or insects. Mm. Called delusional parasitosis. Also called the whole opening scene from The Mummy. And I, I'm annoyed. God, I just fucking wish you watched The Office because there's this part Shield. with the stupid Kevin guy. And he's like, there are two types of people. People with charm and people not. I'm charm type. And so every time I say type, it, that's what I think of because he is not charm type. <laughs> okay. Patient believes. Somatic type. Patient believes something is wrong with them. Period. Either one that is ill with an undiagnosed disease, that one is infested with parasites or insects, delusional parasitosis, or that parts of the body are misshapen, ugly, or emanate a foul odor. Older. Odor. My elbow stinks. stinks. Oh my god, you have delusional disorder because you think my dog stinks. Oh, so stupid. He stinks Smell. so much. But again, so you have to be different. Because like, this is bordering on hypochondriasis, body morphic mm-hmm. disorder, body morphic. Body morph. It's like the animorphs. Body but it just turns into a disorder. person on the front. <laughs> Body morphic disorder. Um, people with this typically go from one doctor to another, specialist to specialist, usually disappointed by the failure to detect and diagnose the medical problem that haunts them. Suicide may be a risk, thought to be due to frustration and lack of effective clinical intervention. Other names include hypochondriacal delusion and mm. monosymptomatic hypochondriasis. So... Hmm. It's all in the realm of the type. Is hypochondriasis in the DSM-5? I haven't looked into that book yeah, very much, to I be don't, fair. I don't want to. I, I know. hate it so much. Um, then there's mixed type, which is like there's no one theme that predominates. Maybe they're like paranoid, but also like the government is following them and also put ants in their body. You know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's unspecified, because there's always an unspecified um, that it cannot, the delusional belief cannot be clearly determined or is not described by the subtypes above. That's weird. Mm. So other notable differences between the DSM-4 and DSM-5 diagnostic criteria are a clear demarcation of delusional disorder in DSM-5 from psychotic variants of obsessive compulsive disorder and body dysmorphic disorder that is made explicit, explicit, there it is, explicit, with a new exclusion criteria, which is the saying that it's not otherwise better explained by these other disorders um such a presentation must not be better explained by ocd or body dysmorphic disorder um shared delusional disorder is no longer separated from delusional disorder as it was in the dsm-4 this is important to keep in mind for a future episode um if the criteria the criteria criteria i've got i've suffered a criteria i've got a bruise (laughs) If the criteria for delusional disorder are met, delusional disorder is the appropriate diagnosis. If that diagnosis cannot be made, yet shared delusional beliefs are present, the appropriate diagnosis is other specified schizophrenia spectrum and other psychotic disorder. Woof, okay. There are also specifications. You can have a delusional disorder with bizarre content. Delusions are disease. Oh my fuck. Delusions are disease. I was going to say diseemed. Adele diseemed. Adele diseemed. It's my favorite. It's so stupid. <sighs> because he said they I spelled it out phonetically. That being... That's what he said. Adina? They asked, 
he asked him how to say it. They told him, but then on the cue card, they had spelled it out phonetically for him, and that's how it came out of his mouth. Adele Dazeem? Adina Menzel? Because Scientology. Oh my god. So delusions are deemed bizarre if they are clearly implausible, not understandable, and not derived from ordinary life experiences. I do. Okay. For an example, an individual's belief that a stranger has replaced their internal organs with another's without leaving a wound or scar. You know what, also? All right. Was that person healthier? Maybe I got longer life. No. But that's, the the bizarreness of it is that there's, like, if I have a, I have a surgical scar, so I could be like, they actually gave me, instead of taking out my uterus, they gave me, uh, Andy Warhol's. Um, organs. That's a shame, though, because he's been shot. I ha- I have I have a a girdle that keeps them in. Bummer. But so if there's a scar, it's less bizarre and more plausible. If there's no scar, there's if no- there's a scar, it's less bizarre. Exactly. <laughs> and I like if you've never had surgery. Oh, bitch. Shoehorn. <laughs> Blame OJ. Mm-hmm. So if it's You've never had surgery. There's no scar to speak of on your body, but you're convinced that you have been, your organs have been replaced. That's what makes it bizarre. I think I'm having difficulty because if I woke up and I was like, oh, Jesus H. Christ, my organs have all been replaced by the organs of another. I have nary a a scar to speak of. I would just sort of like go about my life. Like, all right, I got somebody else's organs. But like, like if you're walking around telling people that. Like, it still makes it a delusion. It doesn't have to be the most detrimental thing to your life. Does it have to... Interfere like surely to be diagnosed or diagnosable, it has to interfere with your life in some way. No, well, no, because it you're functioning normal other than when you're attending to your delusions. So if you're you might alienate people by being like, you know, my God, my organs, not mine. Let me tell you the <laughs> your, story. Your head is gonna explode off your body. Yeah, so it's not <laughs> like it's not impairing you per se, because it's only when the delusion. Otherwise, you're normal, and if it's a delusion that you believe and you're like a coherent person then you just sound coherent when you're saying it but it just doesn't make any sense like the guy who wouldn't take his coat off and insisted that the air conditioner wouldn't turn on because he couldn't feel cold air and i was like sir you're in a wool pea coat i mean he just probably was an idiot oh okay okay so then there are course specifiers which are only to be used after you've had the disorder for a year Hmm. so there is first episode currently an acute episode So an acute episode is a time period in which the symptom criteria are fulfilled. There is first episode currently in partial remission. Partial remission is a time period after a previous episode during which... (laughs) No, these are my organs. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Yep, just kidding. (laughs) Which an improvement is maintained and defining criteria of the disorder are only partially fulfilled. Hey, Mulan, whose liver is that? Yours. Excellent. First episode currently in full remission, which is full remission, is a period of time after a previous episode during which no disorder-specific symptoms are present. So at this point, for a year, that was your first episode, and now you're either... Ready for the next episode, episode, episode. And then there are multiple episodes currently in acute episode, multiple episodes currently in partial remission, multiple episodes currently in full remission. It's similar to, like, major depressive disorder, single episode. Highs and lows and, like... Or, because you you will be diagnosed with major depressive disorder if you've only had one episode. You still have that diagnosis. Mm -hmm. But then there's, like, recurrent and continuous. Mm -hmm. So, continuous symptoms fulfilling the diagnostic symptom criteria of the disorder are remaining for the majority of the illness course, 
with sub-threshold symptom periods being very brief relative to the overall course. So you may have like a day where you're like, I don't give a shit about my organs. I don't care whose they are. And then you're back like, well, Andy Warhol's in my body. I just wish I didn't have to wear this girdle. It's so uncomfortable. And then there is current severity. So severity can be rated by quantitative assessment of the primary symptoms of delusion, hallucinations, disorganized speech, abnormal psychomotor behavior, and negative symptoms. Each may be rated for its current severity. Most severe in the last seven days on a five-point scale, ranging zero, not present, to four, present, and severe. Although, to be fair, if you were having psychomotor behavior and other things, that would probably be schizophrenia. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um... Again, just for a recap, Mm -hmm. distinguishing features of delusional disorder include the absence of medical illnesses and medications causing psychosis, presence of delusions for at least one month, the absence of other positive symptoms of psychosis, for example, hallucinations, unless they are part of the delusional theme and only the delusional theme, the the abstinence. Abstinence. The absence of functional impairment, except those related to the delusional disorder. Dizeme. Why? I am so angry. Delusional, Delusional dizeme. I wish he'd gone to said that. Mm. The incomparable. Delusional dizeme. Delusional dizeme. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and the absence of overlap or overlap of a limited duration between mood symptoms and the delusion. So again, if you were having a manic episode, the manic episode stops but the delusions persist, then it's delusional disorder. Mm -hmm. Schizophrenia typically presents with a broader array of positive and negative symptoms and marked functional impairment for at least six months. And bipolar symptoms is a really good point. I had forgotten about those. That that definitely sets it apart. Yeah. The catatonia. No affect. And, Mm -hmm. um, in bipolar disorder and major depression with psychotic features, delusional thinking is typically accompanied by mania or depression. Um, to treat this, it's typically both antipsychotic medication and psychotherapy. Um, oh, that's brutal. Talk to me at length about your organs. Well, I would imagine it would be more like, here, we're going to give you this antipsychotic to rid you of the delusions. And now let's talk about, let's talk about what you're thinking. how to get you to better function. Mm. And But you're functioning fine. This but, is, well, this, you're functioning fine. This disease is wild. It is. You're functioning fine, except for you had this belief. So now the the antipsychotic has removed that belief, and now you have to like come to terms with the fact that you were operating under a lie. Mm-hmm. And now how do and you realize that like when it comes back? Exactly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Will you it, be on an antipsychotic forever? Do you think? Mm-hmm. I guess it's situation. Um, because patients with disorder, with the disorder often reject psychiatric treatment, it's particularly important that medication be prescribed in the context of a therapeutic relationship that includes support, education, encouragement of healthier pursuits, and discouragement of damaging delusion-inspired actions. However, I maintain that just psychotherapy is not enough. And Mm -hmm. I don't think psychotherapy... Psychotherapy. Psychotherapy. I hate everything. (laughs) I suggest that psychotherapy will be less if not effective at all in the absence of medication because mm-hmm. like you can be depressed and it's situational and you can go to psychotherapy for that and be fine when you're dealing with something brain functional delusional you need medication it's i would say also help. it's very dependent on the medication that's given because famously Psychotherapy with barbiturates causes barbiturates. a number of 
of issues. Yeah. And I mean, I think you could probably try like a CBT, like challenge your delusional thought. Yeah. But that's, I mean, it's hard enough to challenge your regular ass thoughts that are not delusional. Regular it would be ass. exhausting to be like, I'm thinking about how these aren't my organs. But you know what? That doesn't make, and it, oh, I guess maybe it would be easier. Like that doesn't make any sense. You've never had surgery. Right. Huh. Interesting. Okay. Yikes. There's a lot going on here. Joyce McKinney. This is quite a disease. Go ahead. Joyce McKinney. Joyce. Born August 6th, 1949. Almost my mom's birthday. Mm. Two years after she was born, almost my mom's birthday. She would have been two. Mm. She was an only child and grew up in a small town in North Carolina. She was described as a bright and restless girl with a compulsive weakness for beauty pageants. Described by whom? In this way. It's a great question. Huh. Uh, a lot of townsfolk. The mayor. Those with pitchforks. She entered a bunch of beauty pageants. However, she rarely won. Oh, honey boo boo. <laughs> Although she was the 1973 Miss Wyoming. Later, that seems like a leap to not win anything and be Miss Wyoming. Later, she calls herself Miss Wyoming World. <laughs> uh, okay. Just let that mayor know. <laughs> um, she had a strong religious appreciation of morality However, her two guiding principles in life seem to be both celebrity and chastity. Sure. Okay. Okay. In 1973, she converted to Mormonism and moved to Provo, Utah to can study at BYU. Can you just there? You just... You can... Well, yeah. You just have to get baptized. And you can't drink caffeine and probably or alcohol. Not. FLDS, I guess, would be harder to... Because that's what this... Jump in. 90-day guy's trying to get his uh, Russian girl to do. Sure. Um, so she moved to Provo, Utah to study at BYU, also known as Brigham Young University. Provo alone. Provo alone? I was just thinking she was probably alone in Provo. Facts. So she tries to infiltrate the social circle around the Osmonds. Donnie and Marie? Yeah, the whole family. If you didn't know, they are Mormons and they were famous. Did you see one of them's coming to the Seneca? I don't really, I can't talk to you with your hood like that. I'm, and now I'm a Mormon. Do they wear hoods? No, right? Underwear. Never mind. Okay. Forget it. Go ahead. <laughs> Not hoods. Underwear. Sorry. We'll get there. We'll talk about the underwear. Um, so the Osmonds were the, the group that were the pride of the Mormon church. They were singers. They were wholesome. Singers. Shintas. Did they exist in Provo or they just like were part of the church and lived in like LA or something? No. Well, I mean, she's trying to infiltrate the circle, so they must be physically present mm -hmm, mm -hmm. where she is. Where she is. Where she is. She wanted to have a relationship with Wayne Osmond. So typically, <laughs> the, the the famous one is Donnie. Yeah. But there was older brother Wayne. You don't. Um, he, you often don't hear you about. You don't him. hear about Wayne. <laughs> so <laughs> Olive Osmond. What is he up? I have to look him up. I need to see it. his face. I wonder if he's more attractive than Oh, he's than probably Donnie. full of filler now. I love Donnie Osmond in that he played Joseph in the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat that I had on video cassette. Oh, uh... And that's the, the thing I love. The songs. The songs. Because Joseph was practiced I will Jesus. say he looks... So he's not a spokesperson for Weight Watchers like his sister, mm -hmm. but he looks better as an old man. Gay here, not gay here. This? He's not ugly. He's not ugly, but I would I would think that he is gay. Yeah, he, okay, he's not. He looks well. I mean, he's not gay presenting. Yeah, he just. <laughs> Thank you, 
Bobby. Bobby, Bobby Moynihan. Moynihan. He plays Snooky. He plays Wayne Osman. <laughs> Love it. His um his real name is Melvin. Also. Okay. Melvin Wayne. If you're changing your name from yeah. Melvin, <laughs> Wayne is an odd choice. I don't care if it's your middle name. If he was John or yeah. something. Just like a Robert. Yeah. Robert Osmond. <laughs> or like Brigham. Be be a Mormon. Oh dear. Yeah. You can be a Mormon. I haven't seen Mormon. this Mormon. Just believe. Hold on. I need to look up all of the children because evidently there's like thousands. I didn't They're realize- Mormons, Ellen. Come on. But Are like, you new to this religion? Uh, wake up here. Wake up, Maggie. The Osmonds Wikipedia. <laughs> Let me just get this guy. And then you're going to put your fucking phone down. And then I'll put it down. You can't focus. This is urgent. Urgent. There's 85 Osmonds. Who didn't know that? They were like a singing group. And I feel like Donnie and Marie I just didn't know branched off. Group. I, don't, I don't really care about them that much. Um, Olive May is his mother. I bitch, I was just about to talk about Olive. George, the husband's. Verl is his middle name. Verl? Verl. Brothers Alan, Merrill, and Jay. And then Andy Williams. Yikes. Okay. Yikes. So Joyce McKinney Verl. wants to date Verl Wayne. No. What <laughs> Melvin. <is it>? Melvin <laughs> Wayne Osmond. Osmond Olive Osmond, Wayne Osmond, the matriarch. She was concerned enough about Joyce. So, like, she was known. She got into those circles. Yeah, she was, like, hanging out. What a weird... I, f- I picture her as that, um, in, uh, Jersey Shore, when Polly had the that stalker in the background. Girl. That's how I'm picturing it. Keep that. Keep that image in your brain, because... She's just smiling in the background. Keep it. Keep it. I think it might be more appropriate than you even know. So, Olive Osmond was concerned enough Hello. by Joyce to keep Joyce away from her family. Like, she made active efforts to keep her away. Was Wayne aware of her? They must They must have hung out. They were, like, if the mother knows, like Wayne the must the Manson know. situation? Where you hang out one time and then they won't go away and then they insist that you're responsible for the downfall of society because you won't publish their music? Oh, um, I've seen it again and again. <laughs> so when good old Wayne announces that he's engaged to another woman. Engaged. Mm-hmm. Joyce was Devastatio Hernandez. Well, of course. Devastatio. Oh, okay. Shortly after her Osmond crisis, as I've My termed Osmond it. Osmond crisis. Joyce meets Kirk Anderson. Kirk. God, get with the time. And the couple starts dating. So I watched, I came across hmm. this in a documentary called Tabloid. Um, Joyce is in the documentary, which is very interesting because typically, yeah, you never get the voice of the accused. Well, yeah, she's 60 while this is being filmed. She describes Kirk as if he was like God's gift to all women. Like he's just, oh my God, I saw him and heaven opened up and the light shone and it was beautiful. Similar to how she felt about Melvin Wayne or. Well, Melvin Wayne is sort of like a. A pillar of the community. So uh-huh. if you're seeing the sun, it would make sense. Mm-hmm. This guy, if you Googled him. So the guy in the documentary goes, is like paraphrasing. I don't know why she felt like that. He was overweight and not special. <laughs> he was 6'5 and 300 pounds. Well, what did you title this chapter of your documentary? Badass. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so when Joyce meets him, mm-hmm. he was 19. Which makes him six years younger than Joyce at the time. That, at that did I say, time. Did I say 16? 
Or 19. 19. Okay, 19. That's correct. At that time period, I feel like a six-year age gap is a lot uh-huh. when you're 19. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Yep, okay. yep. So according to Joyce McKinney... I'm gonna crack open another bud here. Ew. No, I don't like that. It makes me think of my mother. When you say crack and open, though, what do you think? It's always beer. Eggs. Oh, well. Butt, butt. nuggets. <laughs> okay, Lindsay, I hope you listen She's, to this episode. I know. <laughs> you are infiltrating. <laughs> you are in the Osmond Circle, bitch. <laughs> and then she, she made this face. I don't know. She was like... <laughs> and I don't remember what I said, but I was like, that's the most... Like, whatever the question was, I was like, it's that. It's that face. <laughs> That's the most terrifying thing or whatever the fuck I was. She's a who? Head skin. No. Yeah, that was a lot. And then he had real answers about his head skin. Two separate skins is Love what you, he said. Man. No. Yep. Separate skins. He's at, He has delusional disease. <laughs> we believe we have delusional disease. <laughs> According to Joyce McKinney, her and Kirk slept together. She lost her virginity. What's Kirk got going on? Okay. Never He's right. a Mormon. I just want, was he alive or dead? Was he in the documentary? He was not in the documentary. Okay. But you don't need to know why until I get there. <laughs> okay. His, his voice was not featured by his own mouth. All right. <laughs> Did he say, I'm not sure what you saw in me. I was average and overweight. Or Nothing special. <laughs> That's what I would say. Like, oh my God, this guy was... Just obsessed with me and like, look at me, I'm a fucking potato. Obviously he has some kind of disease. Please. He has body dysmorphic disorder for me. Exactly. He looks at my body. I do really feel like that. Hmm. Have you ever been attracted to me? I'm sorry about your body dysmorphic disorder. The type, the subtype, Emilyn. <laughs> okay. Continuing. So according to McKinney, her and Kirk slept together. She lost her virginity. And oh, that was important to her overwhelmed by guilt because again mormons are not to have premarital sex unless it's in the asshole or the mouth that doesn't count jesus doesn't care we'll get there oh yeah that that features prominently see that's why i said this needs to be recorded before a lot of the others the ariosity of it all (sighs) um so overwhelmed by guilt kirk confessed his sinful behavior to the mormon elders elders who then put a stop to the affair because like obviously it's problematic sure. and they moved him out of Utah and eventually sent him to England on missionary work. Like, come on. McKinney had also claimed that she had become pregnant but that she miscarried. Oh. But then she also later says that her and Kirk had not had sex until this later incident that we're going to. So she she miscarried the second coming of the Christ is what of you're course. telling me? Okay. Um, she is later says about their relationship. We went out on picnics and made out, but nothing more. And we were close to being engaged when the Mormon elders who did not trust me sent him away. So hmm. as a result of him being sent away, Joyce denounces Mormonism. However, she chooses to <laughs> That's pers- extreme. Okay. She chooses to pursue Kirk across America. Mm. So first he- I, now she's in a bus. <laughs> Just got his face on it. Kirk across America. Yep. So first, he went to California. So again, just a fat guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. He went to California. Mm-hmm. The Mormons sent him. And then he went to Oregon. Okay. So here's what this is. 
Is he doing a good job in his missionary work? Well, missionary? okay. So in Oregon, mm-hmm. he changes his name. He has an assumed name in an effort Is to it escape Wayne her. Osmond. Oh, it's Danelle Dazim. <laughs> Danelle. Yes. Um. So he goes to California. Okay. Goes to Oregon. Changes mm-hmm. his name to Danelle Dazim. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what he fucking changed his name to. Well, but he's changing put his in name. The details. He's changing his name to escape her attention. In her mind. So he had one sex and then he gets sent away and he's like, I have to escape this woman. Did they? Well, fair. <laughs> so he goes to Oregon, changes his name, and then is the the Mormons send him to England to keep them away. Here's the thing about Mormons. They always go on missionary work. If you l- watch the Book of Mormon, that's what they do. It's all about it. At some point, they hit a point in their lives. They are given a place to go to spread the good word. Because if you don't know, Mormonism is very specifically an American religion. It has or- originated nowhere else. Mm. So anywhere you go in another country... And you find a Mormon, it's because a Mormon from America bopped over and converted them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mormonism is American, America's religion. We did this. <sighs> Sorry. So, Joyce McKinney believes that these movements and these name changes and this shift to England is not a function of him either trying to escape her and also just doing normal missionary work. She believes that he is being kept away from her. So she hires a private detective to find him. Also, just, like, calm down. So she, this private detective finds him in England. And she brings her friend. Um, The relationship in this documentary is kind of unknown. It's like. With her and the friend? Yes. It's like, he maybe loved her. Kind of like a. Uh Uh-huh. And he just did whatever she wanted. Ray Lampier, I see. That's exactly what I was saying. Um, Although I don't know when it's called. Oh, sure. But, um, so his name is Keith May. Keith. So her and Keith left for England to go get Kirk. So now, Hmm. at some point, she tried, like, she put in an ad. Oh, don't they always? To be like, I need bodyguards or some shit. I don't know what she says. She's also trying to find a pilot who can fly his own plane to go to England with her to then be able to fly a plane. And this pilot is in the documentary. And she's like, hey, pilot, here we go. We're going to go to England. This you is what I'm... a big-ass plane to get across the pond there. It's no, no, no. Like... She's going to England on her own. Oh, I but see. But then within got the it. Europe. Got it, got it, got it. So he, however, sees what she's packing on Guns. this trip. Mm-hmm. And is like, the fuck? Absolutely not. And he right. does not attend. So they're in England uh-huh. using an imitation handgun. All right. On September 14th, 1977. What does it actually do? What is an imitation handgun? It, it's a fake handgun. One time... It's a cap gun. In my high school, there were kids riding around the parking lot with squirt guns, like super soakers, mm. and they got arrested because... Because the, of the neon green and yellow looked like a weapon? That's what I'm saying. And the police were evidently like, well, you could have instilled fear. And we were all like... Because what are you... Are you the Wicked Witch of the West and you... We water's were born the problem? in the 80s. We all know what a super soaker looks well, like. But if you are the Wicked Witch of the West, you will melt. I feel like if you were a teacher, you might have been like, they're making guns in neon these days and the kids are waving them in the packing lot. Like, it was weird. Yeah, it was weird. I mean, meanwhile, don't do your job for anything else that's actually important. Correct. Why don't you run some rape kits, cops? Run some rape kits. 
<sighs> okay, so September 14th, she comes with an imitation handgun. Kirk was kidnapped pew, pew. and taken to a secluded cabin. So now the events of the three days in which he is encapsulated in this cabin are disputed by both parties. Is it just him and her, or it's him, her, and then this other guy? The other guy. Keep So, here is what is agreed upon between the both of them. I'm listening. Kirk was tied to a bed while Joyce repeatedly had sex with him in an effort to become impregnated. After three days, he was allowed to leave and the pair of kidnappers were arrested and held on remand in prison for three months. Hmm. Joyce was constantly trying to get word to the press during her incarceration. About? What is actually happening. Oh, I see. Um, when committal proceedings were held committal. to decide if the case should go to trial, she got her chance to speak to the public. Um, in this bit, because obviously she main- she's maintaining that Kirk came willingly, that she was, that the Keith was like, psst, psst. Joyce is in the car. And Kirk was like, oh, oh my god, I Oh, I Joyce. can't wait to impregnate her. And... He made an excuse and exited where he was and got in the car willingly. Mm-hmm. He does not say the same thing. Doesn't he have any, like, surely if you were shackled to a bed, you'd have bruises. Well, they both say that he was shackled. She also says that, but she oh. has a different reason for it, which oh, we will get into. Sorry, I didn't realize. Um, so in this court proceeding to decide if the case should go to trial, she demands that reporting restrictions be lifted. So she wanted the press to be allowed in. And in the court, for who knows why, she spoke at length about the erotic benefits of oral sex. She was like frenulum of prepuce of penis. Do you have any object diatribe? Not. Oh but my God, let's for the details. I do have some quotes. So my God, McKinney. Do you jo- think the whole jury was like? Ah, they all this, had boners. Obviously, this feels irrelevant. They're like, my dick is hard. Yikes. Okay. All right. Jesus Christ. You don't go on a jury expecting to have a hard dick, but you know what? Sometimes The erotic benefits of oral sex. By Joyce McKinney. A diatribe. (laughs) So McKinney has always maintained that, obviously, Kirk came willingly, and the bondage was a game designed to ease Kirk's guilt about sexual enjoyment. So she said he needed to be tied up to get an erection because... His sexuality had been repressed as Mormons are like, you know, you can't. It's not okay. So to make him feel like it was against his will allowed him to become erect. No kink shame. I feel like that's very... She said to the court, and I quote, I think I should explain sexual bondage and Kirk's sexual hangups. Also, I feel like Joyce McKinney could be like the fraternal twin of Carol Baskin. She doesn't mm. wear a flower crown, mm-hmm. but in her 60s, their their demeanor, the hair, the face, it's all very similar. Probably why I hate both of them. Was she pretty when she was younger? Yeah. Okay. So Joyce McKinney said to the quote, to the quote, to the quote, quoted to the court, I think I should explain sexual bondage and Kirk's sexual hangups. What was the question? Do you know what I mean? I do There's no she's question. She's just talking out She loud. is. Okay. She's trying to justify. Does she have a lawyer? Kirk was raised by a very dominant mother. He has a lot of guilt. (laughs) My notes say he has a lot of guilt. Oh, guilt. Yeah, lots of guilt. (laughs) Odell or whatever. 
He has a lot of guilt about sex because his mother has overprotected him all his life. He has to be tied up to have an orgasm. She was also quoted as saying, not necessarily in, in court, but this is a direct quote. I loved Kirk so much that I would have skied down Mount Everest in the nude with a carnation up my nose. She also is quoted as saying, I read a lot of books about... Like, de- what would... Okay. I'm a little confused as to what that would have proven, but... Well, so this is... I'm saying this, because again, this wasn't to the court. This is just a quote. And some of these things are to elucidate her thought process. Like, how she felt. Mm. Um, she also said that... She said, I read a, mm, I read lots of books about deprogramming cult members and employed a private detective to find him. This took 18 months and all my savings. I found Kirk and persuaded him to come away with me to the Devon cottage where, following tips from a Californian manual for young newlyweds, we made love. And it was wonderful. Not newlyweds. Very romantic. True love. The Mormons got back into his head and pressured him into making up all those lies about me. My heart is still broken because I lost him twice to the Mormons. Kirk says that he was effectively raped. Yeah, very difficult for men to say that they were raped, especially when it's something that your whole church is going to be like, well, you had sex, you're a terrible person. We'll wait for it. He said, she grabbed my pajamas from around my neck and tore them from my body. The chains were tight and I could not move. She proceeded to have intercourse. I did not want it to happen. I was very upset. So for those not in the Mormon know, the pajamas that are being referred to are called temple garments. According to the Church of Latter-day Saints, 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 entertaining. <laughs> According to the Church of Latter-day Saints, the garments serve a number of purposes. Number one, provides the member a constant reminder of the covenants they made in the temple. Number two, the garment, when properly worn, provides protection against temptation and evil. And number three, it is an outward expression of an inward commitment to follow Jesus Christ. How many temple garments do you think one owns? Like one. pairs of underwear, though. I mean, like they're, when it's in the wash. They're full body. And even when they bathe, they like keep it on. So they'll take a leg out and wash the leg. Like that's how like sacred how these do you garments are. Wash it like your butt, though. Well, you probably just have it like top on. Hmm. As long as it's on in some way. It's too much. So it doesn't give this much of a shit. So to me, one can imagine the emotional effect of both being raped Mm -hmm. and having sacred garments torn from your body. body. That's Mm -hmm. like religious rape to me. And even though I am not religious and the foundation of this religion is questionable, Mm -hmm. that makes me so sad. Yeah. Because for someone to be so devout mm-hmm. and that happen. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, it's this, like, because I'm a, well, no. Well, assumingly he was actually a virgin because they probably didn't actually have sex the first time. So it's, again, like, if you rape a woman, but then you rape a woman who had never had sex. Now, like, your first time having sex is rape. Mm-hmm. Awful. And now you're basically sending Not them to hell. Not that it's any easier to do no, 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 no. But, but I just, just mean, it's add like the layer. added, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, um... So essentially her story, I, he came willingly, we needed to chain him up just so he could have sex. He wanted to have sex, but he's just, he felt bad. So here now his dick's hard and I wrote him all the night long. But also maybe your dick is hard. It does not mean that you want sex. Facts. So Additionally, body responds weirdly. 
Absolutely. We've talked about that several times. I have a very weird story to tell you after this one. Go ahead. Okay. And he's saying he was kidnapped, he was chained up, he was forced to have sex against his will, and his religious garb was ripped from him. After the committal proceedings, the case was referred to trial, but she was granted bail. Hmm. So as part of her bail, she was required to live with her parents, who traveled to London just for her. Because she had to stay in the country. Which is also weird. You never really think about an American committing a crime in another country. Like, I don't... Well, Amanda Knox is a whole thing. But, like, whenever we talk about Americans committing crimes, it's in America. Yeah. So this is just... There's plenty of land here to commit your crimes. Don't go somewhere else and make us look bad. Thank you. Okay, so now that she's on bail, she's, like, famous. Because, like... Well, this also, is a crazy thing that just happened. And that whole conversation about oral sex, and then you're going to stick a flower in your nose. And, like, she was trying to send notes to the to the press that, like, Kirk came willingly. Like, there's pictures when she's getting arrested and whatever. So she's she began trying to sell her story for 50,000 pounds. I did not. Oh, how... You, you're Are we well, even friends? You can do it. What was the year? Oh, I was just going to do pounds to... Um, what is the year? So you're going to do pounds to dollars in the year. Mm, I'm going to do 1977. Pounds, pounds to pounds. Pounds to dollars. 50,000 pounds in 1977. 1977. So 50,000 pounds then. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Inflationtool.com. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. So fifty thousand five zero one two three in nineteen seventy seven to twenty twenty one. Whoa, God, that was an inflation. Crazy copy. Oh my God, can I do that? Google convert. Jesus Christ, three hundred and seventy five thousand two hundred and sixty eight dollars and forty cents today. Okay, so she's bopping around mm-hmm. being like I'm famous now and I will sell you my story for for f- more than a quarter million dollars for 50,000 pounds promising to both expose the Mormon church and the Osmond family because she had an in you know because oh Burl but like uh, arguably does she know anything about them she just assumes um mm-hmm. she also took out an advertisement in mm-hmm. variety trying to get the attention of agents and film studios while she's still hung up on the Osmonds too like because fame, though, you told us that that was... Chastity name. and celebrity. Neither of which she has achieved. Go ahead. Okay. So given her performance in and out of court, the tabloid editors began to wonder if her story of, like, a sheltered Mormon life were really true. Because this is, like, at the height of, like, tabloid fame. Mm-hmm. Um, so the editor of The Mirror, Mike Molly received a tip that Joyce had once shared a flat in L.A. with a man named Steve Moskowitz. Moskowitz. Steve was an ex-boyfriend who apparently was crazy about her, and he provided the mirror with photographs... with Steve. Provided the mirror with photographs featuring Joyce in various nude poses... Okay, never mind. ...mostly with an S&M theme. He told them that she worked as an escort. She... Worked with another woman who would actually have sex with the men, but she would do everything else. Like, I'll suck your dick, but here's her vagina. Because Mormon. I mean, I guess. Um, she brought 
her dog to every appointment because the dog's collar was bugged. So Steve Mm. and his friends would wait in the car listening in case something shady happened. He could go in and like, don't. What a good boyfriend. Honestly. Um, So not only did the mirror get pictures of this, they also have the negatives and they found actual advertisements of Joyce with pictures offering her services. Now, a thing that should also be true in America, which is not, the mirror was unable to run the story because in England, anything published about a person involved in a trial before the trial is contempt of court. Hmm. This should be a thing. Mm-hmm. It'd be much easier to, to find, find a non polluted juror. Absolutely. Sure. So, I don't, like, why is that not a thing? I mean, mm-hmm. I don't, I, well, I guess you would maybe worth it if you just, like, find the paper. Do you know what I mean? But, like, in England, they have it a little bit more together. Um, so when she was required by her bail agreement to show up at the police station, Joyce did not show up. Now, this is where I'm going to give her credit for, like, I would never have thought this. Mm -hmm. So Joyce and her accomplice, Keith, assumed identities of two dead Mormons, Mm -hmm. supposedly with help from the landlord for which they were staying. So they assume the identities of two dead Mormons and they leave the country in disguise and they pretended to be deaf mutes. So they had pins on them that said, like, I can't hear you, I can't talk. And because of that, no one gave them any trouble. Very smart. Fucking brilliant. Very Never smart. would that have occurred to me ever in my whole life. Mm-mm. So they went from London to Canada and then eventually made it back to the States. Meanwhile, she just fucking leaves her parents there. Oh, I didn't even think about the parents. <laughs> just peace out. Peace out, Dad and Mom. Hi guys, I'll Thanks for coming. Yeah. I'm skipping. Huh. So eventually she was sentenced to one year imprisonment in absentia because she didn't come back to the... That seems odd. So then after a year, they're just like, well, you've served your sentence. Well, no, they just, there were no efforts to even try to extradite her. Mm. But like the principle was, yes, you did this in our country. You are guilty. Have If you ever come back, you're going to... Ah, I see. I see. For one year. Um... She was charged with kidnapping, and the charge of rape was not allowed because in London, it or England, it, it rape didn't include raping a man, which we've talked oh, about before. Oh, God. So it was only kidnapping. Deliverance. She says, and this makes my skin crawl, and again, we have talked about how bo- the body responds, mm-hmm. but she said, raping a man is like trying to stuff a marshmallow into a parking meter. Oh, no. Because the assumption by a lot of people is that if a man does not, if, if it's rape, a man doesn't want to have sex, his dick is soft. That's not true. No. You, some men, you just blow on their dick with literally just like air. Also, dick is hard even if you don't want it to for be. For some people, as they're dying, mm-hmm. the penis becomes erect. So it's not even like. Rigamoris. Not, before <laughs> no, they're dead though. Do you know what I mean? Like, just any, a slight breeze. People who have nocturnal emissions, like the mm-hmm. blanket hits you in a weird way. Okay. Okay. So, again, sure. you can rape a man, even if his dick's hard, doesn't mean he wants it. Especially, Case closed. Say. Go ahead. So, fear? I can't. Okay. So, she calls the Daily Express, which is a London magazine, I believe, and said that she wanted to sell her story to them. So, because the trial was- <laughs> No one's giving you a quarter million dollars. Sit down, Joyce. Sit down. So, because the trial was pretty much no longer a real thing. Yeah. Um, They decided- 
that like the news could publish things. Like it's a risk. Maybe we're going to get held in contempt, but it's not really a thing. She's not here. And she's been tried. Well, no, not necessarily. Oh, I thought she was. I'm not sure the timeline of this. Oh, I see. I see. Um, so she, (laughs) the Daily Express that she contacted publishes her version of events where they were in love and she's been ripped away from him and the Mormons and man, man, man. Oh my God. I'm so sad. I tried so hard. Meanwhile, the mirror publishes stories about the real Joyce McKinney saying, and a quote, as a sex hostess, she earned $25,000 in 18 months while on America's shady vice circuit. I'm, uh, okay. Yes. That doesn't seem like that much money for 18 months. Agreed. As a sex worker. Well, I, I mean, like, maybe big man. But also, what is she charging? Do you know what I mean? Well, she's not the one fucking, so you're yeah. getting less of the share. I'm really sorry. So now we have two tabloids in England. One, this woman that is just so, she just loves this man. She was virginal. She just did whatever she could. And you were selling bondage and fucking <laughs> for money, but not Which, fucking. like, go nuts. Exactly. But don't present as something different. Thank you. So when Joyce finds out about the mirror's expose, she becomes hysterical. And so she, so the Daily Express people are with her. They've come to America. While they're with her, they find out, or she finds out this expose has been released. And she becomes hysterical and she looked like she was going to jump off the balcony of the hotel where she was staying. You know what? Honestly, at this point. Goodbye. So she was taken to a hospital where she was sedated. Um, her parents arrived to see her at the hotel the next morning. Parents. They've come back from London. Stop it. Leave her alone. Just let it go. She ain't Mind your business. She doesn't want to be part of this. Don't help her. She don't no. need help. Well, she needs help, but she's not going to take it from you. So they go to see her in the hotel, and at some point she becomes hysterical again, and she ends up biting her father's arm when he's trying to, like, calm her down. Like, just takes a chunk. Um... The, eventually the Express gave up on talking about Joyce because, because like what the tabloids would do is they would like milk it for everything it's worth. First page, first page, first page. Very clearly the story they're telling is not the one people want to hear and Mm -hmm. also probably inaccurate. So they gave up. Good. But the mirror continues with her as the front page news until a British political crisis forced her off the front page. So she was fodder for millennia and then something worthwhile helping happens and <laughs> finally some news <laughs> and it was probably like some sex political thing yeah. who knows oh 718 hello are you gonna come with an awful voice please a dealer service center like get out of here okay so six years later 1984, I'm a year old, Joyce was arrested in Salt Lake City Airport. You want to guess who worked at the airport? Wayne Osmond. Kirk. Kirk. The nothing special. Mm -hmm. In the documentary, she tells the story. This is what fucking kills me. She's recounting all of this. She tells the story. Is Kirk dead? Okay, go go ahead. No, 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 no. Kirk works at the airport. She tells the story as if she just, like, surprise ran into him and saw him with his wife. And she 
says that she was glad to see Kirk with his wife because the Kirk, the Kirk, the wife, the Kirk, the Kirk wife was fat and ugly. And so Joyce still wins. Like, Um, I'm hotter than you. And you know, that's the thing. Like, you see that, like, your ex with a girl and you're like, oh, that's a downgrade. But bitch, bitch. Okay. She maybe has two more brain cells than you. Exactly. Um, however, back over here in reality, um, she had handcuffs some rope, and a notebook detailing Kirk's movements in her trunk. Get out of here. That's stalking. That's bonkers. Okay. You were going to kidnap him again? Are you kidding me? Was the wife really there when she saw him? No, I do believe she saw the wife at some point. Because he worked there, you told me, right? Yeah, maybe she was picking him up or something. That's crazy. Okay, so now, that was in 1984. Fast forward. During 2004... Um, she was now living in Minneapolis. Why isn't she in jail? She was charged with telling a 15-year-old boy to break into a house in Tennessee, allegedly to raise money to buy a false leg for a horse. I'm so sorry? Mm-hmm. Can you run by why that makes sense? Doesn't. Okay. But she met some poor chap and was like, I need you to break in this house because, you know old Pablo over there. Also, that's not raising money. That's just stealing money. Mm-hmm. Like, please mm-hmm. steal me some money. To... Okay. You got a lot of questions on that. But... Mm-hmm. So now, in the documentary, Joyce tells a story about how she had had, like, a big protectin- like a big protection dog who, for some reason, I don't remember, maybe, like, I don't know if it got hit by a car or it had a seizure or something. The dog goes, like, nutty and doesn't recognize Joyce anymore. And she gets attacked attacked viciously by this dog. According to Joyce, um, she had a small dog, a pit bull terrier, that named Booger, <laughs> that came to her rescue and saved her from this giant dog. Joyce um, is devastated when Booger passes away. So she finds a laboratory in Seoul, South Korea... Who would clone him for her in oh, 2008. This has taken a very weird turn. She ended up with five cloned puppies for $50,000. Jesus. Other sources report that she paid $100,000. Doesn't matter. She only wanted one. They end up giving her five. They're like, we have a surprise for you. Here's your five Louis. But here's the Louis. thing. To me, I don't want five at the same time. Mm. Wait till the one's getting old. Bring in the new. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. So... But she paid half of the lab standard rate because she was giving the lab publicity. So she, like, this is in the news. Because she's the first person to clone a dog. She also tries to, like, change her name. And everyone's like, no, that's that crazy bitch. Like, everybody knows who she is. Um, so on the dogs, a quote. I'm very familiar with Joyce McKinney, said Stacy Woodlevin, a senior animal control officer for the Burbank Animal Shelter. We've had many check condition calls on the animals over the years. I hate to hear this. The calls came in, Wood Levin said, from those who reported they had seen dogs confined in crates in McKinney's white pickup with a camper cover. McKinney named the five puppies after herself and the South Korean scientist who created them. Booger Hong, Booger Lee, Booger McKinney, Booger Park, and Booger Ra. Hmm. Three of those dogs would end up at the Burbank shelter to euthanize for health and behavioral problems. Oh, and it's unclear what happened to the fourth and fifth pit bulls. 
she was not taking good care of them. Her, Clearly. She lived in, like, squalor. I hate that. When you euthanize a pet because of behavioral issues, there's no there's no bad dog DNA. It's well, but also health. And they were cloned. So it is well, possible. True. But, like... Yeah. Poor babies. <sighs> okay. So... They... She lives in squalor on this farm in Minneapolis. Like, she's just... Whatever. So now this is where I had gotten in my normal research. And I'm like, okay, this is wild. And I just Googled one more time. <laughs> just did one more deep dive. Go ahead. June 17th, 2020. Oh, Christ. 91-year-old Holocaust survivor, Gennady Blotsky, was run Gennady. over and killed while walking his dog in the Fernando Valley. Get- I don't the accident. Hear it. I don't the know. accident was caught on surveillance video. It shows a truck plowing into him while he's in the middle of the crosswalk. Oh. The driver pauses for a moment and then continues on. It is important to know is that this it- the bitch you worked with at Olive Garden. <laughs> she did too. Caught it. She did. <laughs> she did. Um, it is important to note that this gentleman had been hit before at the same crosswalk, but didn't die that time. Stop walking there. I'm 91. I'm just gonna sit in the house. So tips came flying in about the truck, and by June twenty first, they had learned they had found the truck with Joyce McKinney inside of it. So the police questioned her, and she was evasive, avoiding questions about whether she frequented the accident area. However, employees of the Pizza Hut near the crash site said that she was a regular. That's also difficult, though, because I take the same route to work every day. It doesn't mean I plowed into somebody. Joyce claimed that she didn't know anything about the accident, but did mention that she was the only driver of the truck. And this is confirmed the truck that hit him. So. Joyce was taken into custody based on two warrants, one related to suspicion of battery because Joyce had gotten into an altercation while trying to use the showers at an L.A. fitness. Get a fucking grip. And as a result, the three remaining boogers she had were taken to the Burbank shelter. This is from the Daily News. Your three remaining boogers will be taken to the shelter. (laughs) In August, weeks before the first mental competency hearing at the Los Angeles Police Department's Valley Operations Bureau, Fredo talked about the case with a reporter. You broke my heart. The detective said she believed McKinney was narcissistic. In previous encounters with police, McKinney would tell them about a potential book and a hoped-for feature movie about her life. Conversations picked up by officers' body-worn cameras. McKinney had brought up the book idea to Fredo, too, during the arrest. McKinney was coherent and chose her words carefully, the detective said. What she was saying was making sense, Fredo said. If anything, I don't know that she had the ability to care about anybody but herself. At the Burbank Animal Shelter, on Wood Levin's desk, sat a handwritten sat two handwritten letters, about two, 20 pages each. McKinney sent them to her from the L.A. County Jail. In the letters, McKinney says she's being held against her will and that she wants to reunite yeah, with you're her dog, jail. <laughs> which she names. She's very intelligent, Wood Levin said. She constantly plays the victim. She has not acknowledged what she's done in any of the letters. She just says she has been falsely accused and is being held captive by the sheriff's department. On July 2nd, the L.A. County District Attorney's Office filed against McKinney one felony count each of assault with a deadly weapon, hit and run resulting in death, and vehicular manslaughter with gross negligence. Two days later, records show McKinney's public defender declared doubt about her mental competency to stand trial. Twenty days after that, a judge ordered a mental competency hearing for McKinney. And on September 9th, in front of, and again, this is 2020, so this is right around the 
coroner. I, okay. And on September 9th, in front of the L.A. Superior Court Judge Robert Harrison, McKinney's second public defender, William Edwards, said, at first he believed some of the details she told him about her life could be delusions. I wasn't sure if some of the things she was saying were true or not. When her lawyer looked for himself, he found how much of it really was. He said, I encourage you to Google her name, Edwards said. She's a fascinating <laughs> figure in our culture. Judge Harrison declared McKinney mentally unfit to stand trial and ordered her housed in a mental health facility. McKinney was taken to the Metropolitan State Hospital, a sprawling, leafy, 162-acre facility nestled in the heart of Norwalk. In February, a judge in Van Nuys, Van Nuys, Van Nuys, Van Nuys. Van Nuys Ruled, once again, she was not competent. And McKinney's next hearing is scheduled for August, and I have not... I think she is competent. And I think that the criteria for delusional disorder that you expressed is that, like, aside from this delusion that she has, she knows right from wrong. Well, but that's not competency. But the obsession that she's got doesn't mean that she wouldn't be able to partake in her own defense although i would if I guess, the delusion is what she's being tried anti. for and she but like i mean that's the I same her, thing as if a defendant was just lying right but we do agree that 100 percent she has delusional disorder i think that that's a very good assessment and i also think that when she was on trial and partaking in her own defense the things she chose to add were very clearly not in line with what you would promote as a defense mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, not doing her any favors, but did seem to be scratching the itch of the obsession that she had. Ugh. Yeah. So I kind of maintain a little bit that I don't know that she ever even dated Kirk. Like, so Kirk Mm. does not come on. I think when the Osmonds didn't work out. Oh, God. He probably just wants to go into obscurity. So she probably was like, hey, man, hey, man, here I am, here I am. And he was like, nope, fuck you, California. She found him. Oh, nope, fuck you, going to Oregon, changed my name, found him. Oh, let's go to London. She found him. I don't think there was ever an actual back and forth with them until she abducted him and raped him. That's wild. Yeah, I, that... Can you Absolutely imagine? Be- like, it would be one thing if I had a boyfriend who then begun, be stalks me. Bagoon. Bagoons, bagoons, just <laughs> like stalks me and then whatever. To have someone who was just on the periphery of my life to have this. And what I think just speaks to it is that she participated in this documentary. Yeah. And told those stories. Well, and you know she got paid, so I'm sure that's got to But not, I, well, because she also wanted to be famous, but to like, you, you watch it and for a second, like in the beginning, I was like. Maybe they were just, maybe Kirk was just painting her because he was a Mormon and whatever, but, like, you just keep going, you keep going, and there's, what? Like, I also don't think that they typically send just any old buddy, like you were saying, to go into another country and try to convert people. I feel like it's probably their best and their brightest, not just, like, some guy. Well, no, they're, they're, everybody missions everywhere. They pick two people, they have partners, and they go, some go to Uganda, some go to L.A. Well, I was just talking to a guy who... A guest who was a Mormon, and he was talking about, like, he was sent, because he, he was in a relationship at the time, but they, like, try to send you close. Like, far enough away that, like, it matters, because there's not, like, a home base there. But he was, like, in western New York, and he was sent to, like, Pittsburgh. Do you know what I mean? Like, three hours away, you still get home, what, like, doesn't interfere with your life, but you're there for six months. So, like, I don't think they're, 
I don't think they'd necessarily send somebody from the West Coast, shoot them way the fuck over into London, if I mean, there wasn't, like, a reason for it. I mean, people, it. the Mormons end up going to Africa, and nobody lives close to Africa, so I don't know that it's... People in Maine, I've realized, are the... I've realized, I've read, are the closest to Africa. There you go, that's... Wild, right? Maine Mormons. Think Florida. Maine Mormons. Gotta be. But yeah, so... And, like, again, like, you were a practicing Mormon, and instead of being like, well, he was sent on mission work... Yeah. You assume that this is a cult that has kidnapped him. They have sent him away. You're trying to deprogram, like, like. Also, you know as well as anybody that trying to deprogram somebody who does not believe that they need deprogramming is never going to work. And it doesn't result it, the deprogramming book of deprogramming for dummies does not say chain them up and the, fuck them repeatedly. Exactly, because they love it. Because my so vagina is the truth, here. the way, and the light. Hear the truth. <laughs> Ew, I can't. Yeah, I'm not thrilled with this one. And that's why I think it's... Also the poor dogs. I know. I think it's very interesting. One, because she couldn't stay out of the spotlight, even mm-hmm. though she was like, I changed my name. But, like, she changed her first name, not her last name. To, like, Janice. It was, like, Elizabeth McKinney. <laughs> like, please. And you're photographed. If it was, whatever. But it's, to me, more insidious, because this isn't, like, Hinkley. Yeah. That was Jodie Foster. And she, I do believe she had some sort of interaction with the Osmonds because the mom was like, bitch, you can't come over. But then this is someone in her social circle. But also, you're right, possibly on the periphery of her life. Like, you- A hundred- Well, no. You see people all day, every day that you, like, know, but you don't know. And to just become obsessed with them That's like, I'm like Mahoney. Yeah, exactly. Or, like, that guy that's just in the hallway- with his girlfriend all the time, mm-hmm. and suddenly you're following- I, I know nothing, I don't know your name, I don't know anything about you, but you're following me all over the place? Mm-mm. So yeah. Terrifying. That is, to me, quintessential delusional disorder that yep. is pervasive. And that whole disorder is terrifying. I would and like she functioned normally, like she it. sounded smart, the yep. things she would say, the way she would even relay the delusion to you was believable. There was no, like, rambling craziness. But she did know where to lie, and I wonder if somebody with the delusion might not know where to lie do you know what i mean well i did she lie though like she well if he, if they never had sex in the first place well but she didn't she, get pregnant and whatever unless that's part of the delusion i guess well that's what i'm she gave two differing stories so maybe she doesn't do you know what i mean like mm-hmm. if you were keeping up a lie you would have stuck with the Remember first thing you, you said. said yeah and just like if the delusion is that i am in a relationship with this man everything going forward like she said i chained him up but in her head he wanted it it was for so he could have an erection Mm. she really kidnapped him but in her head he came willingly yeah like it's you just ran into him at an airport you forget the fact that you had a documented daily schedule of him for weeks yeah, that's crazy, and also terrifying. or probably in her delusion, it was like he just wants me to keep up his schedule. Yeah, or exactly. something crazy. Oh, he he's outside. He wants me to know he's here, and I have the rope. It is very he, you. That's when he gets a a, a dick hard. Yeah, yeah, girl. Yeah, that one's a bummer. Tabloid, you said the thing was called. Yeah, I had to pay that, money for it. Give that a watch. <laughs> I had to pay money, and then it only was like you could only watch it once. It didn't stay. Oh, it never does. You pay like fifteen dollars, and you're like, thanks for renting. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Yikes. I mean, yeah. Fucking drums. There's nothing else to say. Drum it out!